Hello and welcome to another episode of Extra Voices. This is the Extra Life podcast, which focuses on the work of Extra Lifers all around the nation and the staff of the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals that help make the magic happen. And on this episode, I know we usually talk about the country. We're actually going to take a little trip up north. We're going to another country today. I got two Canadians on. They are from the Extra Life Guild of Winnipeg. I have Captain Kirk and Stressful Gengar. Boys, how are y'all doing this fine evening? Not bad. How are you doing? Glad to be here. Yeah. And uh, so just uh, some background for how I met, you know, how do how do I meet people from Canada? So the way this ended up happening was I actually got to meet him at the most recent Extra Life United, uh, which if you haven't gone to it and you can pull off going, I highly recommend it. It's a ton of fun. You get to meet so many different people uh, and Extra Lifers all over, including from Canada. So I, I don't want to know who wants to start off first. Uh, uh, maybe maybe Kirk will start with you. Uh, how did you get involved with Extra Life? Like kind of what is your origin story with the charity? Oh, so yeah, I actually found out about Extra Life through just a random Facebook post that one of my friends made. Uh, and I saw that's gaming charity that helps the children's hospital. I'm like, that sounds amazing. I want to be a part of that. Uh, and on top of that, uh, I'm a former patient of the children's hospital. I had to go in there when I was in about grade eight for a ruptured appendix. I only ended up spending a week there, but um, that experience sort of solidified the fact that I want to help give back to the hospital to help me when I was a kid. And that's basically how it started. I got a group of friends uh, from work together at the time, and we just formed a team and tried it out one year. And that was about 10 years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So decade <laughs> into Extra Life. And uh, Gengar, how about you? Yeah, so I uh, <clears throat> I guess my origin story is a bit more normal-esque. Uh, no random Facebook posts for me. Um, I ended up first hearing about Extra Life and finding out about it through all the work that um, Jack Patillo has done with Rooster Teeth over the years and all the different Extra Life fundraisers they did. Um, ended up participating first year as part of the Extra Life team. <clears throat> I was like, oh, this is or the uh, Rooster Teeth team. I was like, oh, this is really cool. How can I do this locally and do more? <clears throat> so started looking for people. Same sort of thing as Kirk ended up recruiting a bunch of coworkers at the time. And just blasting it out to everybody I knew, got everybody on board. Uh, our first in-person year of Extra Life was actually in-person, but rather than a normal marathon online. But yeah, it ended up just wanting to get involved more. Um, when I was in grade <clears throat> in grade eleven, um, I ended up having uh, X-ray done to remove braces, and they found a cyst that took up ninety-five percent of the bottom right mandible in my jaw to the point that the bone was paper thin uh, <clears throat> through surgical consults and everything else. I ended up undergoing a 18 hour jaw surgery. Oh my. Uh, at the children's hospital. Um, yeah, I don't recommend it. Your jaw hurts a lot <laughs> afterwards. The muscle pain is the worst part, uh, but had that cyst removed where they had to go in, remove teeth in the back um, suction it out, basically scrape the bone completely clean of the cyst. Um, and then uh, had my jaws wired shut for God, like 24 weeks afterwards. So it was oh, a wow. two-week two stay in hospital with uh, all-liquid diet. 
Uh, not being able to do much jaw pain and then 24 weeks in uh, my second to last year of high school with my jaws were just talking really serious like this <laughs> for like the entire time. Oh, wow. Uh, no, that's that's incredible. I love like the, the two different origin stories because I mean, mine's more like Kirk. I, I got it through a podcast of Final Fantasy that I listened through. I was like, you know what? I, I know somebody that got treatment there. I should look into this. Uh, but, you know, both of you also have, you know, a personal connection. And, and I think just about every extra life or there's not like if there's more than a couple of degrees of separation from somebody that they know that's been at a Children's Miracle Network hospital, it's very rare that it's more than that. And that's kind of one of the amazing things about the charity. And with Rooster Teeth, uh, for those that aren't aware, like I first became aware of Rooster Teeth back in college when they did Red versus Blue. And of course, they a huge community <laughs> sprung up around that silly little Halo uh, series, and you know they've had such a huge impact on the charity. They're constantly the top fundraising team, um, and they've been doing all kinds of craziness and streams as well. So if, if anybody wants to go check that out, I mean, by all means, go to Rooster Teeth and, and check it out. Uh, it's it's been really cool uh, to see how many different people they affected, especially like you know, for, for Canada as well. I mean, this is a group based out of Texas, kind of close to my backyard. They're a bit south of me, but you know, it, it's really cool how you get in there. And, you know, Gengar, you mentioned that you wanted to do something local and I know both you and Kirk work with the, the guild of Winnipeg. So is that something you joined? Is that something you started? Like, like kind of tell me how the <laughs> guild worked uh, over in Winnipeg. So, uh, essentially what had happened is that Kirk and I at the time, when we ended up getting the guild, um, were leading sort of our own little extra life cliques <laughs> that were all separate. <laughs> but we were two of like the higher fundraising teams at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up actually reaching out to them after finding out that they were one of the other larger fundraising teams. And I was like, hey, let's meet for lunch. Let's talk about this. Not even knowing guilds were even a thing at the time. And I'm like, hey, so how about a merger? <laughs> merge, merge all of our forces together, um, combine all that like fundraising power in one place and just absolutely bring in as much money as we possibly could. Um, I think we ended up get, what was it, getting sushi when we finally decided, yeah, we're going to merge as a group. And we, yeah, never actually got, right. and we never actually got to merge as a group because it was literally that summer that our hospital sent out emails to all the extra lifers. Hey, we're getting a guild. Uh, the old community <laughs> manager, Rick Heaton's flying in from wherever he flew in from and we're launching the guild. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And just pure happenstance. And I think at the time uh, we were doing our two marathons that weekend, we were like within a block of each other, both streaming from downtown yeah. offices that year. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> just weird coincidence, but seemed to work out. <laughs> Yeah, it was meant to happen. And I know that's one thing uh, because and and if your hospital doesn't have a guild, like, don't be discouraged. I, I Our hospital doesn't have one yet. We're not yet big enough on the extra life scene. Uh, but that's something, you know, myself and uh, I've had Amber uh, Hanneken on. She does tabletop stuff. I do video games, uh, but we're the two largest fundraisers for our hospital. So, you know, we we. We're, we're on the same team, even though we have a friendly competition with each other. And that helps drive some stuff, too, because it pushes the both of us. Uh, but we are always looking to grow it. Uh, and that's one of our dreams is to actually be able to say, hey, we got a the guild of, you know, it, it's like a 
both Oklahoma and Texas. Cause we, we found out a lot of people that help do uh, stuff with us actually come from my neck of the woods too, which I think is awesome, which also is, you know, people talk a lot about like local hospitals, local community. Yeah. That's a large part of it, but you'll be very surprised how big that community gets. And is, is that something y'all found out as well? Like with, within, you know, Winnipeg as well, have you been able to expand on that or is it just, you know, such a large area that it's like concentrated in there? What's been your experience with the community? Um, over, over the past, I don't even know how many years is it now? <clears throat> nine years. Yeah. Something like that. <clears throat> Eight, nine years that we've had the guild. A lot of it, we really had to fight at the beginning, sort of get name recognition out there. <laughs> This was back in the early, early days of Extra Life when barely anyone had heard of it yet. And it wasn't this big thing on the block. The first Extra Life United, I think, had just happened that year. Um, and yeah, it was this new budding sort of microcosm of good within the gaming space. And yeah, like I said, we had to sort of fight to get that recognition. But now I think there's almost nothing we couldn't do within... Like within Manitoba, Western Ontario, or a bit of Eastern Saskatchewan at this point, Extra Life has permeated everything. And a lot of that is due to like the guild members on top of Kirk and myself going out there, doing panel presentations, attending events, spreading the news, just telling their friends, um, doing untold media interviews, which <clears throat> nobody else apparently in the guild liked to do. Until recently, I'm getting Kirk on board. He's he's still a little <laughs> still a little camera shy, but we're working on it. Um, yeah, pretty but, much. It's okay. Yeah. This is an audio medium, so you're kind of like, I can see you only to hell figure out when everybody's talking. But this is a pure audio medium right now. <laughs> there you go. You lucked out, Kirk. Yeah, there um, we go. But yeah, no, and it's it, it's to the point now we could basically go and approach any business, any group, anybody about Extra Life, and they've heard of us in some capacity. And now whether that's we've encountered um, like just random people in the city, like right now we're working with a bunch of uh, school teachers that are in the esports space um, that had heard about Extra Life because one of their kids as a medically complex kid who has stays at the children's hospital um, and had just heard about Extra Life through our attendance at conventions and everything else like that. And yeah, it's it's definitely something that has to be grown organically and doesn't just appear overnight. But when you really put in the work and groundwork to get that growth, it's an unbelievable explosion in growth. And then basically everyone wants to work with you. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's one thing I've noticed, like, even, even though like it's not, it's not easy, like, especially when you don't have the name recognition, I think that's huge, especially uh, like I know one of the things I struggle with as an extra lifer, especially raising money for a hospital that's in another state is yeah, here, here's, here's this Texas guy making a connection with this local business in Texas. Let's see if we, I could convince you to get the Oklahoma ties, but because the extra life, <laughs> brand, because the brand name though, like y'all said is becoming so big. And I don't know if people are looking at their map of Canada when you were describing all that, I don't have it like memorized <laughs> in my head. But I know that area you're talking about was not small by any stretch of the imagination. No, so, yeah. like I, I think the space that we end up covering, luckily Saskatchewan has their own hospital now, so we don't really have to worry too much about Saskatchewan. <laughs> that that's Nolan's domain now. Um but uh Nolan's just a buddy of ours who uh, we've met through Extra Life United and everything else and just happens to be from literally the province right next door. Yeah. Um, he, he's a guy in Canada pants every year. 
So Canada, Canada <laughs> pants man at ELU. He yeah. is easily recognizable. Uh, I remember <laughs> seeing him last year. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, like the area we cover in terms of like landmass, we're basic if you turned it on its side vertically, we're basically covering all the way from about North Dakota and Minnesota all the way to about three quarters of the way through the US. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, that it's not a small <laughs> area they cover in, and the no. recognition is is getting there. And I think one of the cool things I still get blown away is when every now and then you see on the official account, like, hey, Jack Black is streaming for Extra Life by playing Among Us. You're like, wait, <laughs> what? And, and then they had um his his name is escaping me right now, but the the Lord of the Rings thing, like the it's like, oh, Frodo's gonna do some special oh, thing for extra oh, yeah. life. I'm like, yeah, wait, the, what? <laughs> yeah, the the Elijah Wood uh yes, Elijah was it the Wood, Elijah that. Wood T- Lord of the Rings TTRPG thing that they put on. It was just nuts. <laughs> and it, it, it keeps blowing my mind how big, especially now that, uh, you know, the Children's Miracle Network really has seen the power of what, what has been and still is very much a grassroots campaign. But now that they're throwing a little bit more of the, even though corporate's probably not the right word, but they're throwing more of their weight behind it. It's helping get that bigger namespace, that recognition that, um, you know, is, is, it still blows my mind to see, even though I've been doing this now for eight years, it's, you know, I, it's like, Oh, I'm just going to stream this. And I got a few hundred bucks and I'm all of a sudden it's just grown and grown and grown. And, uh, even to see extra life United from, and I know granted we were just coming off the COVID year and y'all weren't able to go that year, but we're able to come this year. And it was night and day how much it grew and expanded. And it's so cool to see. So you'll be surprised. And I always tell people, and, and for those that are listening, like, don't be afraid to talk about it and, and say what it is. And even if they haven't heard of Extra Life, I guarantee you they've heard of Children's Miracle Network. And, and like I said, the degrees of separation are probably not as much as you think. Like they, they've either seen the balloons at a Walmart or something like that, or they know somebody that's gotten care at a local hospital as well. So, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the connections that the community building. So, so what do y'all do? You know, you've talked that you both kind of had like two competing things and now you've kind of merged together and, and are one powerful guild. So what is it that y'all do for, uh, to raise money for extra life? Well, I think sort of the focused guild esque fundraising stuff has only really started in the past couple of years with Kirk, myself and, I guess sort of the guild really jumped in and joined in the last year or last year to get involved. Mm-hmm. But we, we've essentially evolved from, and I'll bring it up just because it's a hilarious story from that first year in-person event I mentioned. I, I stupidly and naively at the time decided as like a 19 year old child, Hey, you know, it's going to be great. Let's go ahead and stream for extra life. But you know what? 24 hours. That's for chumps. 48 hours. That's for losers. Oh, you know what no. we're going to do? You know no. what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to do 62 hours just randomly. And it ended up leading to an infamous clip that I still have somewhere on my home server of me sleeping while streaming Halo <laughs> for, for eight, nine hours straight that I was just passed out on the couch. Other people were gaming in around me. Somebody came and like dumped confetti on me while I'm sleeping. And just like, <laughs> it's, it's a hilarious clip. I have to find it and share it more. But 
yeah, I learned my lessons from that. And we've sort of refined it down and grown it over the past eight-ish years to, God, I think we've pulled off four or five in-person events. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, there was one year that we partnered with a local tech company that ran sort of their own mini extra life uh, land party, essentially 24 hour land party for mostly their uh, employees, but they also opened it up to the public and uh, got some public interaction from that. Uh, on top of that, I think the guild, we do most of our fundraising either at the conventions we attend uh, just by putting out donation boxes uh you know talking to people about actual life people at uh in the you know anime and comic book convention circuit that we talk to are always very generous very friendly um and other than that yeah it's mostly our individual marathon streams on game day that bring in the most money for us well it was hot sauce last year but yes <laughs> we did the uh, <laughs> hot sauce gauntlet last year which was Interesting. It brought in a lot of money, but it wrecked us for the last half of the 24-hour marathon. Well, the hot so. sauce wrecked you. I wrecked myself with my own terrible decisions. Because I decided true. the best way to deal with the heat was to mix 2% milk and strawberry lemonade. Not one of the other. Both oh. at once. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you thought that was a good idea. <laughs> you know... You know, it makes sense because you're like, I'm going to have these two glasses here. I'm going to have the citrus and, and the, you know, the dairy on that. So I might as well just, you know, super combo it into one. I can oh, see yeah, the logic, go. even though I know that was a horrible idea. I can see where your head was at. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, and, and and don't feel bad, Gengar. I've had my own uh, pass out issues, although it was... Uh, going too hard on my uh, alcoholic uh, incentives and not spacing them out. Uh, nice. So my, I did, I, I wasn't on a couch like back here in the office or anything. Uh, I said, I'm going to be right back. I need to lay down for like 20 minutes and then 20 minutes turned into me waking up like five, six hours later with like missed calls and texts. I'm like, Oh, oh. Uh-oh. I walked back in. I'm like, yep. Twitch is still up. Whoops. <laughs> the, the singular sleep stream is not even the half of it. I have, I'm constantly ribbed by the guild for it, but like for the first five, six ish years we had the guild until recently, I was notorious for our marathons in person, finding a place and sleeping there during the marathon. Usually under a table, if I Usually to under a table. I think I slept what? There was the couch at the office space at the first year I did event. Yep. There was underneath the table at the children's hospital itself when we were streaming and doing extra life from there. Um, there was, oh, the table at the bar, we accidentally ate out of every bit of food they have because we invited teenagers to join us for the marathon that year. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I'm just notorious for finding a place during marathons and just falling asleep. It's why I think Kirk makes me stream with him for game day in person now so he can make sure I'm not sleeping. He's got the stick and poke you so you wake yeah. up. Yeah, wake so up, Kirk, Kirk, are you the Gingar accountability partner to, to make sure he <laughs> stays on target? <laughs> I mean, that, more or less. <laughs> that, that's why I, I love about like doing events like this and, and why I tell people, it's like, you really don't need to know how to stream or anything like that because you, you have all these like community memories, whatever your community ends up being, even if it's a handful of people. 
you have some kind of stories that go there and and you always have these silly little things that you normally wouldn't do when you think of like your traditional content creator you know there's a it's very formulaic of what you need to do to build a content creation audience and extra life is kind of you don't have to do any of that like (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know uh, even you say you know you go to cons and you put out the donation box i remember the one time i got to stream live and i'm looking forward to getting a chance to do that again at some point but i did that i was like i'm just gonna grab a shoebox because i you know i'll have like an ipad where you could donate more people use that donation box to throw like loose change in than they did using the iPad. It was set up right there for them to hit a donate button and put in their information. We're like, oh, no, here you go. Take <laughs> That's fine. I, I don't want to scan a QR code. So, yeah, even though it's like we got all the fancy tech, but you really don't need it. Like, it's it's very basic stuff. Anything you've heard for successful fundraising will work here. Uh, yeah. you know, go ahead. We, we've, we've sort of figured that out over the years i wouldn't call us professional in any regards because i think technical difficulties are literally part of everything we do when streaming but i feel that i I feel we've got sort of a finesse down to it now where we're doing random stuff like crokinole streams thanks futiles shout out to futiles oh yeah Um, (laughs) Yeah. i'm gonna have to get him on here soon (laughs) oh absolutely oh yeah um either it's crokinole streams uh stuff we're trying now is we're we're calling it the great canadian easy bake-off stealing a lot of ideas from elu but (laughs) hey you know what that's part of what elu is there for is to get those creative juices flowing if you just so happen to completely lift it look i'm doing a bit where i've had chat gpt create my next cocktails and i only got that idea because gizmodo published something i'm like you know what Great idea. I'm stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think to boil it down simply, if we have somehow figured out over the last couple of years how to stream for Extra Life, literally you could do anything. It doesn't matter what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the key is to really just the, the hardest part. The hardest step is the first one, right? You just mm-hmm. have to start doing it and learn along the way. That's basically what we did both with our streaming setup uh and just the guild in general and like how to go out to these conventions and talk to people about extra life and fundraise that way it it's it's all about just deciding to start and do it and you learn so much along the way and the community is super helpful and always there to answer questions for you so yeah and look i mean and also the the level of what you want to do if it's like oh man i'm not comfortable you know, talking to people randomly or going to cons like, no, you don't have to. It's an option if you want to. But if you just want to do like your 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 tabletop session with your family and friends, not even stream or just do your own stream, try it out and small group, whatever it is, uh, it's just important that you do it because everybody that signs up over at estra-life.org. I mean, that alone is like you, y'all said, that is the huge first step. It's just trying it. See what you got, and you will be surprised if you reach out to your network. Uh, and I wish I I had gotten to be a part of the session. I was actually streaming at the donor drive booth, but like to, the proof is in the pudding because everybody in the crowd at Extra Life United was basically challenged just to go text people that I'm just soliciting donations because somebody in front of me said we're doing it. And Pete, what did we raise like a few thousand bucks in that like short amount of time or something crazy like that? eight grand if i remember correctly off the top of my head yeah (laughs) it was crazy like there was a lot of people at extra life united don't get me wrong but 
there were a ton of donations that came in. Everybody was getting like five to six plus donations without even trying. And it's, and everybody kind of had this moment. Like, I can't believe this actually worked. Yeah. Just ask the question. You'll be surprised. And if you're not comfortable, that's fine. Ease into it. Keep building year after year after year. There's no limit. Heck, uh, I love that. Obviously, everything builds to the game day, but you can do it all year long. It's one of the things I love to do because it's just fun to have those little bits and pieces that come in. So there's there's no right or wrong way to do it. Just do it. Um, now, we've talked about the streams and stuff, but I'm interested. Uh, do you all both stream the same type of games? I know Halo got mentioned, or do you both have like a different slant on what y'all do? Like, What is the stuff that y'all stream? Uh, I... I don't know. It's with a lot of stuff. So Kirk and I stream every single Thursday from our guild uh, Twitch channel. Just whatever we feel like or whatever the spice of the month is or (laughs) the gauntlet leading up to ELU. Whatever it is, we're usually streaming together, whether it's in person, remote, whatever it is. We've sort of fallen into that rhythm. Um, Outside of that, though, I stream an ungodly amount of different games where I think Kirk's main genre, if I had to put like a stamp on it, his genre is like Nintendo. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty extensive Super Nintendo collection, so I like to bust that out for oh, game days. Oh, that's always fun. Yes. Uh, I love retro. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, we play a lot of uh, a lot of Pokemon lately. Uh, we've done a couple of Nuzlocke challenges. We have to try and beat the game with, you know, basically uh, Pokemon permadeath on, which is always right. fun. Um, not getting grammed. But <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see what else we done. Um, I've been streaming a lot of Advance Wars personally because I the new reboot camp game just came out, and I'm a huge fan of tactics games, so I've been doing a lot of that. But yeah, it's really just kind of whatever we feel like. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. And like I said, like I'm dead serious when I mean extra life is not your stereotypical like cookie cutter. Hey, you got to like pick a lane. And oh, don't be variety because that's so hard to find your niche being a variety. Actually, I was like, just go do it. Like, yeah, you, you don't need to worry about that view counter, even if you're broadcasting to yourself, which will happen. Still happens to me, you know, more often than I like to admit, but it still gets you in the practice. You get used to it, get used to doing the pitch, and you never know when that interaction is going to happen. Tons of fun. All right. Well, well, gents, we have come to the part of the show, and this is the first time we're going to have a double barreled edition of d20 questions let's so go for those that are new to the show I'm, i got a d20 next to me right here and i'm gonna roll that die and we're gonna get i got a list of 20 questions in front of me all extra life themed we'll see if we get some new ones we've we've had a decent streak of finally getting some new ones that like started off being the same question so we'll see how <laughs> this goes all right we got a three uh so this is a repeat all right. <laughs> Told you it's waited. <laughs> so while extra lifers can pick any day to be their game day, 24 hour marathon, the official game day remains a mainstay in the community, usually around the November daylight savings time. So if you had the power to change the date, what day would you pick to be like the official? Like, obviously you could do it whenever you want. But if you want the whole community to come with you, what day are you picking? Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, this, these are thinkers. I, yeah, I think I'd have to say the last Saturday of November. Just shift it four weeks later. Okay. 
Because because at that point the weather is changing in Canada, more people are cooped up inside, so it just means a larger audience to reach out to, and more people that don't have anything going on. Ah, smart. That's that's definitely the. Oh, yeah. The, there's a lot of Midwesterners that are going to listen that are also going to be nodding their heads like, yep, yeah. we're all inside. <laughs> the, the snow is just coming out. It's cold. It's too windy. I don't want to go outside. Yeah, I like yeah. that idea. Yeah, a lot, so, of the, a lot of our engagement we found is wholly dependent on the weather. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Come summer, there's nobody around. It's dead. Yep. But, like, spring, people are still here. No one's at the cabin yet. Fall, some people are still at the cabin a lot more coming back, but as soon as that first snow hits, everyone's back. It's a captive audience. <laughs> nice. yeah. See, I was, I was going to take the opposite approach and I was going to say like sometime in the middle of summer would be interesting to do extra life because that way, you know, a lot of people take summer vacations off anyways. It's one of those days when it's just too dang hot out to really do anything. Just sit in your basement and play video games all day. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting, but yeah. And you, you also have like uh you know, no, everybody's just trying to find more different things to do. There's also some stir craziness that happens in the summer because, uh, <laughs> you know, I know like being with kids and whatnot, you're always trying to find like some different thing to do. And I tell you what, uh, you know, kids these days, uh, but they seriously love like watching YouTube, like gamers and Twitch streams and stuff like that. Like you catch like a, a, a captive audience, like catch the younger ones. It's like, oh, what are you watching? Oh, it's actually wholesome. Well, for the most part, it's probably wholesome. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if my stream would always qualify on that. Okay, I like that. So, summertime and late November. Good answers there. Okay, so what do we got next? Oh, that popped out completely. All right, we got a two. So, we got a first time this one's um, been asked. And this is actually a good one because now this this is a more loaded question than when I first wrote this. Um, So, Extra Life United typically takes place in Orlando, Florida. You have the power to move it to any city in the world. Where is ELU now located? Like I said, now Ooh. all of a sudden I'm like, man, that's a little bit more charged than when I wrote this a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. See, right. see, there, see I, I could be completely biased and just answer Winnipeg, so there's zero travel cost for me. But I think if I'd actually have to choose. I don't know if I could settle on one, but it basically would be split between Minneapolis, where you would have all the facilities needed to put on such an event, or Toronto. Same sort of thing where you'd have all the facilities, but still within easy, easy traveling distance of Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a heck of a lot shorter. Uh, and also, Toronto's huge. Like that's a you can find all kinds of places to to have it in Toronto. So I like that. That's not a bad. Yeah. You know, I really yeah. wouldn't mind going to Canada. Like honestly, yeah. because. Well, we have ELU. It is like in the the like later ish part of spring, around the Easter time, is when it happens, and it is already humid and sticky. I was I took a walk every morning, and I did it in the morning because by the time I was done, I was ready to be inside for the rest of the day. Like, oh, yeah. we'll wait until the sun goes down. All right, so Kirk, where where would you move it to? We got we got a Minnesota or Toronto vote. Where where are your votes at? Oh, let's see. I mean, logistically, I would say probably somewhere a little more central, somewhere easier for especially Canadians to fly in and out of than, you know, going the entire length of the country down to Orlando. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Minneapolis or Toronto would be great for completely selfish reasons. I would have to say uh, 
probably somewhere in California just so I could sneak in a trip to Universal Studios Hollywood and go to Super <laughs> Nintendo World because oh. I really want to go. There. Oh, now there's there's the tie-in too. I like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got so there's some Disney tie-ins. Like I know Marriott's a huge sponsor. They got Marriotts there, I'm sure, where we could have a oh, nice yeah. facility. Oh no, okay. In California, see, and also if we're talking weather at that time of the year too, if it's the same time, oh, it'd be perfect. That'd be awesome. I like that. Now I want. Now I want to go to Extra Life in California. <laughs> yeah, although, there we go. Although the digs, the digs that'll be next year over, um, basically on Disney will be pretty nice. So it won't I, be in like an Orlando. So it'll be a lot different this time around. All, all I gotta say for that is looking at the size of the hotel and event location we had this year, I thought it would be impossible to find a bigger location. Nope. And, <laughs> and for next year, they've picked a property that has five hotels within the single yep. space, like. Dude, we have a personal ferry to Disneyland next year. Like, how big of a yeah, and the karaoke (laughs) bar? How big of a hotel? Like, uh, we couldn't find that in Canada, unfortunately. But (laughs) yeah, again, folks, if your ears are perking up, you know, keep an ear out. It'll be in April. It'll be around the the Easter weekend. It'll be that week. So some of y'all will be lucky to have spring break then. I'm not one of those, but take a look at it. It's worth the PTO. Uh, I've been lucky enough to swing the budget on my end. And if you can do it, man, it, it is well worth it. And also, if you're lucky and you have a hospital that's got a pretty, pretty big outreach and a bigger budget, you might want to talk to them and make friends with your extra life coordinator. I'm just saying it might help you out a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Last question. Where we go here? Oh, we went to the opposite end of the spectrum. We got another new one. All right. 17. All right, you've been granted an exclusive sponsorship to broadcast your Extra Life Marathon from any location in the world. So so we're, we're similar to ELU, but now you get to pick any location in the whole world to broadcast from. This is your own thing, your own community thing. So where are you broadcasting from? You know, we're talking, it could be a store, an arena, house, different city. I mean, just... Anything the sponsor's giving you a blank check. Where is your dream setup? I just have like 400 different places I want to stream, just speeding <laughs> through my head right now. <laughs> mm. I mean, if I had to pick one, I would say probably like, uh, I'd probably go somewhere in Japan, like somewhere in Tokyo, because I know they have a ton of really big retro game stores there. Uh, for a couple of years, I did this thing on our stream called the, uh, what I call it, the Super Famicom Happy Fun Time Hour, where oh, we just nice. go and buy random Japanese Super Nintendo <laughs> games that we had no experience with or could even tell what they were and just played them for an hour or two. So with the amount of Super Famicom games I could get from there directly, that's where I would go. That'd be pretty awesome. You could probably find a, there's probably a couple bars in the area too that would like set you up and, you know, maybe it's like, oh, yeah. you know, to, to take a karaoke, take a karaoke bar. It's like, look, we're going to take one of these rooms, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're gonna have. oh, that'd be great. Oh, God. See, I'm my mind's just jumping through <clears throat> so many different places and ideas. I don't know if I could settle on one <laughs> from simple, like low hanging fruit of like, yeah, the uh, like the team facilities of our local NHL team. Or jumping all the way to like streaming from the top of the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, or to like, (laughs) 
I didn't even think of like logistically places. I'm like, that's a blank check. We're burning every dollar the sponsor has. Exactly. It's a Where sponsorship. The and then I was thinking like from the Svalbard seed vault up in the Arctic Circle <laughs> or <laughs> the International Space Stream, Station. Stream, stream fallout from the seed vault. Oh, <laughs> <God>. Real meta. <laughs> and just weird things like I can think of so many different games and sort of ideas that I could stream with from and like literally my ideas are literally from our local NHL rink to the International Space Station at this point. I think I, if I had to pick a realistic one, dead center of the American Super Mall right next to Mr. Beast Burger. Oh, okay. And and that is Jersey. that is real smart there because you get all kinds of foot traffic and everything else. Yeah, that that's and, then thinking. Hit, and figure out what Mr. Beast's dollars are to get him on board and just <laughs> use that clout to pull in all the donations. <laughs> Hey, but before you donate that, can you convert it into real American currency just in case the rug gets pulled here? So <laughs> the kids actually have money. No, that that would be that's real smart because you, you get the online community, you get the online culture. You're you're playing into a lot of good lanes there. Although I will say when you first said like your NHL arena, I'm just thinking like streaming on the Jumbotron. Like Oh yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be great. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, well, gents, this was a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, before we close out, uh, we'll start with you, Captain Kirk. Uh, let me know where you are, any of the socials where folks can follow you, watch you on Twitch and whatnot. Please let us know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, like Graham said, uh, me and him stream from our guild uh, account on Twitch uh, every Thursday, usually starting around 7, 730 central time. That is twitch.tv slash extra life WPG. And we usually end around, I don't know, 11, 11.30, which lines up great because then we just end up rating you when we're done. Yeah, so. <laughs> they dropped by last week. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the main place to check us out, I'd say, is on Twitch. All right, uh, Gengar, you have anywhere else to direct, folks? Uh, yeah, my own personal Twitch, twitch.tv slash stressfulgengar. I'm basically stressfulgengar anywhere across the web. There you go. Um, But, yeah, definitely check out our... Uh, or come find us on our weekly streams. Come see what shenanigans Canadians get up to. Because uh, I think for at least the next couple months here, we've got some weird-ass things we're going to be trying out. <laughs> hey, that's always good. It's always fun to do the experimenting, see what works, see what doesn't work. Uh, and, and you never know what'll catch. And, and in my case, it'll be like, oh, I wish that didn't work as well as it did. Now I'm committed <laughs> to the bit. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. That is Captain Kirk and Stressful Gengar from the Extra Life Guild of Winnipeg. I want to thank you all for joining us. And thank you for having one heck of a great version of Extra Voices. We will catch y'all later. Where we'll talk to some more Extra Lifers. Until then, y'all have a good one. <laughs>